Welcome to Reviving the Message, the podcast with Pastor Julian Garcia. Discover the true meaning of the word and be blessed by God's word. Reviving the Message, the podcast with Pastor Julian Garcia starts right now. Father, we just glorify you. We thank you for this evening, for what you're doing and what you're going to do. We're just delighted that you would in any way just um, use us. And we want to be able to just bring honor and glory to your name. And our goal and our intention is to bring back, you know, bring back the the message in the hearts of your people, Lord, the, the, that people would, would be moved not by, you know, just uh, emotions and feelings and, you know, motivational messages, Lord. Lord, but they will be moved by the heart of your word, by what you intended to say, Lord, that they would be moved by your thoughts and your perspectives and your motives and and uh, and your heart revealed in the scriptures. We bless you. We love you. And we just thank you for uh, tonight, whatever the theme is, whatever it is that Joe's going to be asking, Lord, that you would just guide this whole conversation and that it would honor you and glorify you and it would provoke people to want to come back and listen to the next one. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good evening, everybody. Yeah, good evening. Yeah, praise God. Yeah, here we are. Wow, I can't believe it, but here we are. I know. Amen. It's been a long time coming, and I'm so glad that it's finally here. This is the uh, first of a lot, and well, me, I'm just uh, facilitating everything. This is Thanks. Joe. I'm uh, the show's producer, and I'm so honored to actually uh, introduce this new podcast that we are doing with Pastor Julian Garcia. Uh, this is a good way for, for everybody to actually get to know the dude and be inspired, too, with everything that he will be uh, sharing with you guys, the messages. And uh, we also got Sister Cynthia with us tonight. How are you doing, Sister? How are you, Sister Cynthia? All is well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's my partner in crime and ministry, her and her husband. Yeah, so. Sister, Sister Cynthia is uh, our, our beloved manager. He, he takes care of everything and makes sure that everything, everything. is uh, delivered in time <laughs> and uh, you know all, all the people involved are always on their A-game. Uh, Pastor Jillian Garcia, just so everybody, um, we have a, a, a pretty nice history of, of bumping into each other. We do have yeah. a history of bumping into each other, yeah. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it okay to tell the, uh, the listeners about how we met? Yeah, sure, that's it, fine, yeah. yeah uh, Pastor Jillian uh, manages a, a very known bank, and um, I was a, a customer in the bank. You sure were. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, for people to know, this show is actually produced middle of nowhere in California. We're in Hesperia, California. A lot of people do not know where Hesperia, California is. Did you know that? And I still don't even know sometimes where Hesperia is, but yeah, it's, it's, it's out there, brother. Yes. Yeah. We're like so that second to last in and out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's, yeah. A good, that's, a, <laughs> yeah. that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, how we met. And uh, yeah, fast forward to today. Here we are. We finally found our place in the podcasting world. And what a great way to start the new decade of 2020. What with, a great way to yeah. start. Yeah, and it's just so, you know, it's just like God. One of the things I've had to learn in my um, my walk with him is that you can't rush things. Whenever you really want to accomplish something for the Lord, it really truly is his timing. And, you know, someone like me who's sometimes is 
impatient. You know, this whole idea of having to wait on the Lord sometimes can become a little frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but when we actually, well, sometimes God actually makes you wait on him. <laughs> and when he does it and he brings it all together, finally in the moment, in the sudden moment, he brings all things together and aligns everyone at the right place at the right time. And he makes it happen and he makes it work. That's and true. so uh, we just thank him for his faithfulness and, and causing this to happen. So here we are all on. I know. Uh, Sister Cynthia, what do you have in mind? You have, you, have, you, have, you have something to say. Tell us something. Only thing I wanted to say is I think the Father does all that, bringing everything in line without our help. Without, to, our, without help. our help. Letting us know that we are totally dependent on Him and He'll move when He's ready. That's we don't right. dictate to Him. We don't dictate to Him. We don't dictate to Him. Yeah. And um, as long as you um, do your part in being prepared, right? Um, preparation is um, is key and oftentimes people want to see a move from God but aren't prepared for a move from God and so you can it, God chooses like for instance um, I think we talked about a little about about it this um, last weekend but in the Bible uh, when the woman goes to the prophet of God because her husband had died and um, and her sons were go- being taken as collateral because um, her husband who died was a God-fearing man and uh, but he was just inundated with debt and so his his collectors, the collect debt collectors, were coming to take his children. She goes to the prophet of God, and he tells her, "Well, what do you have in your home?" And uh, she says, "I have a little bit of oil." And he said, "Well, go back and uh, go ask all your neighbors for jars, right, and for empty vessels, and bring those vessels into the house and close the door behind you and your sons, and start filling up those vessels with oil. And uh, when you have filled them up, go and." sell the oil, sell the jars, and uh, pay off your debt and live off the rest of it, right? And so uh, what does she do? She she goes and does that, but the point I'm trying to get to is that uh, when she brings those vessels, when she gets all these jars, these empty jars, and she goes into this room, into her house, and she starts to fill them, the Hebrew word for that word vessel or for that word jar, whichever version you have of the Bible, um, what it really means is a prepared thing. And, um, and that was shocking to me because I thought it was going to just mean like jar or container, which ultimately it does. But um, the, main, or the main definition of it is a prepared thing. And so as she was pouring oil in a prepared thing or in a vessel, and then she asked her children, her sons, to bring her more. And when they, one of them finally said, there are no more prepared things then the oil ceased. And so oftentimes we're asking God to pour into us or do something for us or do um, cause a move, you know, and use us in that move. But if we're not prepared, uh, the oil will not flow through a vessel that's not prepared. And so um, anyway, even for the day of Pentecost, uh, he sends them to pray. And in that praying and that time of praying, while they were praying for the Holy Spirit to descend, while they were praying for whatever was going to happen, um, you know, God was preparing them for it. And so, um, so yes, we, we definitely um, can't help God other than by being prepared, you know. And so um, that's what we want to do is make sure that we're prepared. So, Pastor Julian, uh, what else will our listeners be expecting uh, for, for the show? Well, you know, um, one of the things that I know that the body of Christ has often, you know, sought for and prayed for has been revival. And I kept wondering to God and asking, you know, well, what, when is this revival going to occur? And um, as I started looking at the scripture and I started um, 
I started to see something. God started to open my eyes to something. You know, God said something through Jeremiah uh, that was really important and that caught my attention. He said, is not my word a fire? You know, is not my word a fire? And so this was the same Jeremiah that said, hey, you know what? I don't even want to talk about God. I want to preach the word. I don't want to go speak to these people on your behalf anymore. And he said, but every time I stay quiet, it's like fire that shut down in my bones. It's like fire within me. And so later on, God um, uses Jeremiah to prophesy to the false teachers and says, false prophets, is not my word a fire? Well, if you fast forward to the New Testament, um, Um, On the day that Jesus resurrected, there were two gentlemen going back home from Jerusalem. They were on their road, um, uh, on their way to Emmaus, a town town called Emmaus. And as they were walking there, uh, Jesus shows up and they don't know that it is the Messiah. They don't know that it's Jesus. And so Jesus sees these guys and these guys are all bummed out because something happened in Jerusalem. This man, this good prophet, according to them, he was a good teacher. Jesus Christ got crucified and they're discouraged and they just can't believe what happened to him. And so Jesus asked him, like, what's going on? And clearly they sincerely were, you know, um, feeling, you know, the sorrow over this because Jesus chooses these guys to go visit, right, on this on this particular, on this historic day. And um, and so they, he, he asked them, basically, I'm going to paraphrase, hey, what's going on, fellas? And they, what do you mean what's going on? Yeah, why, why are you guys a little downcast? And he's, well, haven't you heard? Like, where do you live bro like haven't you heard what didn't you see what happened to this you know this Jesus you know he was a good man and so they he says to them you know he starts to walk with them and as he's walking with them he starts to talk to them and teach them what the Messiah is supposed to suffer and the Bible says that he goes from Moses through the prophets so he's he's going back through the scriptures you know he's going back and teaching them the scriptures about how the Messiah was supposed to suffer this so they finally get to the point where they get to their house and Jesus is acting like he doesn't want to go like he's going to go ahead and keep on walking and they say no why don't you come and stay with us they basically beg Jesus to stay and so he goes in with them and he sits with them and they're going to break bread and he breaks bread he gives thanks and he breaks the bread and at that point at that point Jesus disappears and they realize that this was him and they go back and they testify to everyone about what they had experienced they go back and they tell the people what they had experienced the disciples what they had experienced and that they had encountered him and then they said something that was so important they said didn't our hearts burn within us as he explained to us what the messiah was supposed to suffer from moses through the prophets that the Holy Spirit wants us, the Father wants us to understand that when we go through the scriptures and we really see the heart of God, we really dig and search out the scriptures, that there is revival, that there is revival in the truth of the scriptures. Because like I I said earlier, that God has been, God took 1,500 years to write a book. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I just wrote, I wrote a book. It's called Jerusalem Gates, Uncover the Blueprint to Your Intended purpose it took me um it took me about a year and a half to write this book right 
And if someone wants to ask me about Jerusalem's gates, man, I'm going to refer them to the book. Hey, refer, check this book out, right? Mm. Like I want you to, because in it, man, I, I invested, I poured in time, I, I poured in work, man, blood, sweat, and tears, you know, like they, they say, right? Uh-huh. And um, like, man, I, 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 God took 1,500 years. He used men of all kinds of backgrounds of economical statuses and socioeconomic statuses and, and status, and he brings these men together right over 1500 uh, year period to write his book to author his book in it he he put his heart his intentions his motive it's all in the book and so when we're talking about revival we want we want to see fire come down from heaven and we want to see the holy spirit move and things of that nature i'm gonna tell you what i suggest to you that revival will not begin until the word of god burns in the heart's of men and women of God because it is only then that you will be able to explain and speak the heart of God because for the last few decades for the last few decades something has happened in the body of Christ we have taken the word of God we have gone away from his heart in many occasions. We have gone away from what he's really saying to what we want it to say. We want to apply it in ways that soothe our flesh, that tickles our ears, that makes our flesh feel like, oh, God's just going to bless me and he's going to bless me here and bless me on my career and bless me in my finances and bless me in my health and bless me. And it's all about, it has become about what can you do for me instead of, God, what are you, what is this big picture? You wrote a book for 50 1500 years what are you ultimately trying to do and as you read it through the message is clear and so revival will not begin until we have a clear understanding of the plan of God God's motives and God's intentions for mankind man his intentions were the same yesterday they're the same today and they'll be the same tomorrow and so he needs a body that burns with his perspective with his intentions, with his desires, with his motives, because only then will we be effective in conveying those things to him. So um, our goal here is to make sure that we go down, that we go through the scriptures together and from it extrapolate what the heart of God is, what is he saying, and allow his spirit to burn within us the true message of the Bible. And when you don't just find the true message of the Bible in one verse, no, you got to study it from cover to cover. And then it jumps out to you like a beautiful masterpiece and you fall in love with God and you humble yourself and you say, wow, I was crazy thinking that all of this was just about you going to bless me on my job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was crazy to think that you did all of this you know, every from the beginning of time that the only thing on your mind was to get me to 2021 so that you can make me feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, God has a great plan, you know, an overall plan, and he wants us to be part of it. And we won't ever understand it until we understand the scriptures more profoundly. Yeah. That's very exciting. Uh, for our friends who probably just started listening to, uh, tell us more about or when when did you decide to start going full on in, in spreading God's word? 
I live, it, you just you just woke up one day and said, you know what? No, I'm gonna be a preacher. No, 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 no. That was the last thing I was even thinking about, or I wasn't even thinking about it. Also, it wasn't uh-huh. in any particular order. But uh-huh. um, no, I actually uh, the first uh, almost ten years of my life, we uh, my family and I lived in. Uh, at that time, it was called South Central Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Now it's uh, I believe it's South LA. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was in uh, this was up until uh, 1992. In 92, we moved to uh, San Gabriel Valley. Um, in Hacienda Heights mm. and when we moved to Hacienda Heights we actually happened to move next door to some Christians mm. and I didn't know anything about Jesus but what I did know was uh, we we were financially challenged in in, uh, in Los Angeles when we lived there mm-hmm. and uh, when we moved to Hacienda Heights uh, we were able to move in my my, fa- my family with another family we, they were able to get together and uh, put money together and rent a house there in Hacienda Heights and uh, we moved next door to some uh, to a, a family who was more like a, I guess, a, what would you call it, middle class, okay. right? right? And so, uh, and so, I was ten at the time. So uh, my interests were, you know, anything that had to do with games or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, when I got there, they had all the updated stuff. Like they had the all the latest and the greatest stuff that had just came out, right? And so in LA, I was running about three, four years behind, <laughs> right? So I was still playing Atari. I had just got a Nintendo, but uh-huh. Super Nintendo was already out. Oh, so, man. so uh, I get to these. Uh, I get there. And uh, I meet the the young man next door, and uh, he's out skateboarding one day, and they have toys. I mean, they have toys I had never even seen before, mm-hmm. and um, and so anyway, uh, I started talking to them, and so they invited me over to their house, and they had all the board games, they had all the you know vi- uh, video games and everything you can think of. So I wanted to live there, and so uh, they said one day, they said, "Look, if you want to come over our house on Sunday, you can, but the um, but you have to go to church with." us in the morning and man you didn't have to tell me twice I mean, what time do we ha- what time are we leaving because I'll be ready to go so uh, anyway so uh, that's how it happened we start I started going to church with them just so I can come over afterwards and uh, hang out and play with their stuff and uh, we were going to Calvary they were taking me down to Calvary Chapel at that time it was in West Covina but then they moved it I believe to to Diamond Bar and that's uh, uh, what Pastor Raul Reese there in uh, uh, Golden Springs Diamond uh, Calvary Chapel Golden Springs and so anyway I started volunteering volunteering there when they would ask the people who they um who wanted to read you know part of the scripture and I would read and and um and one day um as I was over their house and we were hanging out uh one of the boys walked in and he said uh hey Julian he said you want to get saved and I wasn't too sure what exactly what that all that entailed. I just knew it had to do something with uh-huh. Jesus because I'd been going to church with them long enough or, or, you know, enough times to know it had something to do with Jesus. And I said, mm. yeah, sure. So he took me over to his uh, his mom's room and uh, he told her, hey, mom, he wants to get saved. So she said, OK, come kneel down. And she, she had me kneel down at the end of the bed, at the foot of the bed. And um, so I knelt down and she had me say what, you know, we know as the sinner's prayer. Mm. And um, there was nothing moving, nothing touching, no you know nothing happened uh, as far as you know any sensation or Jesus spoke to me or the lights went out or nothing mm-hmm. you know I just said the sinner's prayer I got up and she told me I was saved now and I just said man I, I just know that I did something for Jesus you know like I, I must have given my life to him or something because I mean that's what I repeated mm-hmm. right so anyway um, long story short I um, uh, 
uh, on my way home from school, there was this Christian bookstore, and mm-hmm. I figured that if I had gotten saved, it'd be important that I should read a little bit more about that Bible that I was reading at um, at church. Mm-hmm. So um, I saved up ten dollars and I, I bought a NIV Bible. It was just a basic Bible; it had no references. There was nothing really concordance or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I started reading the Bible from Old Testament to New Testament. So man, I was really lost because all this kind of stuff was kind of strange and uh-huh. weird to me, right? Uh-huh. I mean, they're they're killing pigeons and sacrificing. <laughs> goats and you know and I'm like okay Jesus like we're gonna have a relationship but this is a little strange for me like how am I supposed and I want to obey you but how am I supposed to get these animals I thought I was supposed to sacrifice some kind of animals anyway I know um yeah. Anyway, so uh, what what happened then was uh, I started. I found this channel on TV. It was Channel Forty. It was TBN. So I started watching Christian television. And as I kept listening to more of these preachers, um, I started listening to them preach. You know, the gospel over and over again. So I started getting a little bit more understanding. And so uh, by twelve years old, I was fully committed. And I I knew that when I grew up, I wanted to be a preacher and I wanted to serve God by by spreading His message. And um, and that's just how it happened. It was it was uh, nothing. Um, it, it, now it seems like it was nothing odd or strange. But mm. looking back, I would get home from school, and uh, there was a time where I would just go straight to my room, mm. and I would close myself up, and I would just watch the preachers on TV and take notes, and then I would just open up the Bible and study it. Then I would stand on my bed and just start preaching to an invisible crowd. Mm. So that's kind of how it started. Wow, it's pretty amazing, don't you think? Absolutely. There's a saying that goes, uh, great things starts from small beginnings, yeah? Yeah, small yeah. beginnings. There you go. Well, thank you so much for sharing uh, your life with us, Pastor Jillian, and uh, thank you for filling everybody up. Uh, on the next uh, episode, it's just going to be Pastor Jillian, you guys, and whoever is going to be the guest, that's going to be the other way around. Now, I'm just uh, I'm just uh, very honored to uh, facilitate, again, the first episode of the podcast. Uh, again, this is pretty historic for all our, our listeners out there. Again, thank you for being part of this journey with uh, Pastor Jillian and uh, uh, us, too, behind the scenes. And yeah, we're we're excited to uh, bring you more episodes. Thank you all for joining. I really I'm looking forward uh, to having our podcast add value to your life and to your walk with Jesus Christ. I'm confident that as you continue to listen in, that 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 will certainly happen. So yeah, just yeah. Cynthia. Any closing words? Thank you for tuning in and hope you guys will be coming back to tune back in um, again. And I do know that this podcast, because um, I do know Pastor Julian personally, and I knew it will bless your life. Amen. All right. We'll catch you guys in, in the next episode. Again, this is uh, us for now. Reviving the Message, the podcast. You just listened to Reviving the Message, the podcast with Pastor Julian Garcia. Thank you for tuning in and catch you on the next episode. Make sure your favorite Reviving the Message podcast and get updates on our latest contents. Reviving the Message, the podcast with Pastor Julian Garcia. Mm-hmm.